Struggling to keep track of your story and world? Archivos is for you! More intuitive than a wiki, more extensible than Scrivener, Archivos builds your story bible into your personal, always-on tactical display. Graphical relationship charting, continuity tools, this thing has it all, with bonus options for fan engagement and real-time collaboration. Archivos. Story world management done right www.archivos.digital. That's www.archivos.digital. Welcome to the Everyday Novelist. My name is J. Daniel Sawyer, author of nearly 30 books, more than 30 short stories, and numerous articles and scripts and essays, coming to you from up in the crow's nest with my spyglass on this daily voyage through the dicey waters of business, craft, learning, and art in the writing life. Today we have feedback on Nicole from our last homesteading update. Nicole says, Oh wow, I loved watching the homesteader show. Fascinating how it all comes together, but also the sheer amount of work. How have things been going since your last update? Oh boy, well see, the last update was basically right after you moved on to the property. So in that time, let's see, we've gotten the sawmill set up. Mm-hmm. And I've used it to mill siding for the power shack, so it now looks like a real building instead of a pile of parts. and Or a tar paper covered yeah. <laughs> pile of sticks. Tar paper covered pile of sticks, right. Um, we've gotten uh, several more workbenches built for the workshop. And the shop is organized. And the shop is organized. It's still not big enough, so I'm going to have to build a second workshop here before the snow flies. Or at least I need to get the... Um, the foundation and footings in the ground so that I can build over the winter. But I'm hoping to get it done before the snow flies because then I can do blacksmithing to keep myself warm. Um, I've gotten the forge going and I've started making tools that we need, like a draw knife for um, peeling logs and uh, tongs for blacksmithing. (laughs) Um, And uh, trying out new things like making Damascus out of old cables, which I totally suck at right now, but now I'll figure it out. Um, we put up a little pop-up tent for our office, which is outdoors, because there's not, s- simply not enough room in the RV right now. Yeah, it's a, we're calling it the portable gazebo. Right, um, and um, it's covered with, or it's lined with... Uh, Doily tablecloths and uh, Indian cur- saris. <laughs> uh, curtains and scarves and things to block out the um, brightest of the sun. But still let the wind through, which is really important on the hot days. It has been so hot. Um, I've got about uh, seven or eight trees down that were dying and needed to come down, but are still good for wood. And uh, I... It's been so hot that after skidding the first two logs over, which involved getting the winch working on the truck, which is fantastic, it's just too hot to mill right now, and it's time to sharpen the blade on the sawmill. So we were talking about mental friction the other day. The heat is just sucking so much energy out of me that I am really battling against mental friction every day. But the upside is that I feel so guilty about doing so little work that (laughs) I'm actually writing some, which is nice. I've got uh, 
17 episodes of The Ass You Save May Be Your Own mm-hmm. written. And um, they've been hilarious. And I've written the two workbooks for Secrets of the Heinlein Juvenile, and I've made a little bit of progress on the new Suave Rob book and on Marking the Grey Dawn, which is the one I was working on during NaNo last year, and uh, got the new Lantham book started. So I've got a bunch of balls in the air right now, but I did finish the two workbooks, so if you backed the Secrets Project, those are coming out soon, and if you didn't back the Secrets Project but have since put pulled up the book. The two workbooks are coming out. One is for students, aimed at uh, high school and college age lit students. The other is for authors, and it, um, in addition to um, exercises to help you get more acquainted with the um, deep mythology that is really important to be able to do good fiction that lasts, it also has a number of exercise exercises aimed at helping you develop entire treatments for Heinlein juvenile style novels. So you will probably find that really useful because it's it's applicable to any kind of novel, really. Um, But uh, the exercises are all different and they help you use different launching points to to develop books that uh, you might find interesting to write. And in and other things that we've been doing, we've been digging a lot of holes. Digging a lot of holes. We've for, been, um, for posts and footings. Digging holes for posts, flattening ground for future buildings, um, mm-hmm. digging up the garden for next year. We got here a little bit late, and we had a really long, long spring, mm-hmm. and a, kind of a long winter too. So we didn't get much of a chance to start the garden this year. And found out that our soil is, at, at least in the sunny side of the forest, is kind of dry prairie crap. So It's been, really rich in nutrients, but not rich in carbon or other things that would hold the moisture. So we're figuring out how to amend the soil yeah. and got the compost heaps going. Um, we've gotten the... We've gotten a bunch of uh, timbers laid out for a snow shelter for the RV that we're living in, but it just occurred to me that they would be better used on some of the other buildings, and to carry a bigger snow load, I should just use logs, so we're going to be doing that instead. And we've been trying to sort out the power power issue so that we actually get enough power to run a business or three. Yeah. Oh, and that one's a fun one because we've got enough batteries to basically last us through a week of no sun, which is important. And we've got backup generators and whatnot to charge the batteries if the sun goes away too soon. But we kept encountering this problem where after a long night of, say, recording audio commentaries for the Nanocast, the next morning the power would be all gone. And this was after a sunny day. And that just should not be happening. And so we added more panels, and it didn't seem to help. And we've got a big stack of panels that haven't been all put up yet because of the um, because I'm still building the rack. Solar panel racks are a big pain in the ass. Um, but uh, that occupied me for about two weeks until I finally tracked the problem down to I didn't properly top balance the batteries when I installed them. I top balance them, but not the way you're supposed to. So for those of you who want to geek out about solar power and batteries, basically when you're, um, 
when you've got a bunch of batteries and they're wired together in series, so that you, say you've got 12 batteries and you want to make a single 48 volt battery out of them, which is what we've got here, I've got several banks like that. When you wire the batteries together, they have to be charged up to full capacity or discharged to full capacity. Charged up is top balancing, discharged is bottom balancing. Top balancing is a lot easier and takes a lot less time. I had charged them on a benchtop power supply up to the same voltage, which isn't the same thing as charging them until the battery won't take a charge. Um, because the internal resistance of the different cells means that different batteries that are all from the same manufacturing lot have slightly different capacities. And if they're running at, uh, if they're not all at the same state of charge, then what happens is that one cell gets drawn down faster than the other, and then your battery bank just turns off. And now that I've figured that out, we ordered equipment to do it the right way. It just got here today, so over the next week I'm going to be dis disconnecting one battery bank after another, charging up each individual battery, and then reconnecting it. And that should solve the problem. And then I've got to um, after that, I've got to work like hell to uh, get the battery, uh, the solar shack winterized so that it doesn't get too cold for the batteries to charge in there. So that's going to be, we, we're, we're in the dog days of summer right now. Everything is so hot that it's hard to work. And it's been that way for about six or seven weeks now. But mm, uh, the, the really hot I guess about Wait. five weeks, huh? It's been about three. Really? God, yeah. It feels like so much longer. It just feels long. But uh, the weather is finally starting to break, which means that it's much easier to keep mental focus while working with dangerous tools, which is the real... Pr I mean, when it's hot, it's hard to keep... It's hard to start something, but once you're in a groove, you can keep going until you drop. But... When you're working with really dangerous tools, you can't afford to keep going until you drop because your focus slips and you can lose a finger or two. So, and when it's really hot and you're trying like hell to focus the whole time, you can't really tell when your focus is starting to go. So, now that the weather is breaking, I'm looking forward to getting quite a lot more done over the next few weeks. Thank fuck for that. <laughs> but it is gorgeous out here and Kitty's been uh, scouting um, scouting our native plant life and she's found uh, all sorts of fun stuff. Um, I found edible and medicinal plants and other things that covert are... Covert blueberries? We have a covert blueberry Yeah, we, we've got some kind of dwarf blueberry out under the pine trees. I, I found them far too late to m make much use of them this year. I've found three berries that were still on the plant. That the deer hadn't gotten. <laughs> yeah. but they, uh, they had been covered by tall grass. But there is still time to calve them off into cuttings to start them so that next year we'll have a much better blueberry harvest than the year after that. It'll mm -hmm. be like enough that we can start banking jars and jars of jams and syrups mm -hmm. and fun stuff like that. We love blueberries. Yes. Um, I would like to find some huckleberries for doing huckleberry starts oh, and, yeah. and transplanting them over by the marshy spot yep um, but, uh, yeah, and other a... plants that are good for dying mm -hmm. but you know you know if we need assisted suicide that'll be good <laughs> oh you mean like coloring cloth C coloring cloth oh, okay. not not for murdering ours M not for murder okay 
I, I don't have any murder plans. Well, you never know. Actually, I'm sure we do. I just haven't found them yet. <laughs> so anyway, that's about uh, where we're at. We have been able to continue banking um, materials. We've been finding all sorts of great salvage stuff. I've got so much steel to work with, including a lot of tool steel, which is loads and loads and loads of fun. So whenever I get uh, really frustrated or I desperately need to do something and I can't do anything else, I go out to the forge and I bang on metal for a while. and <laughs> It makes me feel a lot better about life. <laughs> Nothing that can't be accomplished with a little bit of heat and pounding, I tell you. Thank you very much for the question, Nicole. And uh, tomorrow, you guys are all getting a special treat. We have been terribly delinquent on our film commentary series because of all of the crap that's gone on in the last year. We're actually 12 months behind almost. So we are recording those like mad to get them up, to get caught up, so that we can continue to fulfill our obligation to those of you who subscribe uh, financially to the podcast to uh, keep get to bring up what we owe you and then to go forward delivering those every month. What that means for the rest of you is that you are getting a free sample tomorrow. One of the film commentaries that we did in the first year is going to be dropping to the feed and you will get to listen to the film commentaries and see if that might be enough to entice you to drop five bucks a month on us. Any support would be gloriously helpful. This endeavor is not cheap, <laughs> but hopefully worth it. Thank you very much for the question, Nicole, and for everybody else for sticking with us, and we'll see you tomorrow. The Everyday Novelist is written by J. Daniel Sawyer and presented by J. Daniel Sawyer and Kitty Nakian and is produced by Artistic Whispers Productions Incorporated. The text is copyright 2021 J. Daniel Sawyer and the production is copyright 2021 Artistic Whispers Productions Incorporated. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License and all other rights are reserved to their respective owners. Join the conversation. Submit a question, leave a comment, or a creative death threat. Or find me at jdsawyeronminds.com or hit me at feedback at jdsawyer.net. We can't do it without you.